All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining as well, Cam, eventually. Yeah, anytime, buddy. Well, actually, clearly not anytime. But hey, you're, <laughs> you're better, than, better than Chris tonight. Oh, you know what? You can't make fun of Chris. He's being a good dad. Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
<clears throat> I no because I, didn't I so. did not watch it. Oh, good. Yeah. So, what's the girlfriend want? I think she. <laughs> you gotta let him do his thing she was asking if i wanted seconds of dinner well that's very nice of her later. i know right nice. she's the Honestly. greatest she, she she's seems awesome. i haven't met her yet she's like the only one i haven't like you know i've never met chris but i don't think that'll ever happen unless i go to california and cam well he, i'm sure if i met him i wouldn't remember so yeah. <laughs> He looks very generic. No I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. Actually, Jesus. Not. Um, <laughs> honestly, oh, wow, that's a thing you make fun anyone, of. Cam. It's just a thing. Anyone I see that has like short hair, glasses, and a hoodie, I like will do a double take and think it's Cam. So I'm like <laughs> one pair of glasses away from being him. Then okay, <laughs> yeah, much. And you gotta get rid of the facial hair. Or actually, you gotta make it like a chin strap. That's what he, he usually does. <laughs> you gotta oh, make I, it look I, like I, you like shaved your pubes and like <laughs> take them on your face. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is. We should just make fun of Cam the whole episode. We don't even need to talk about anything. Sponsored else. by DraftKings. Sponsored by <laughs> DraftKings. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I did not watch the World Juniors. Um, because I don't give a fuck about. Oh, <laughs> it's so weird. I'll tell you right now, if the U.S. was favored, I'd watch it. So if they were favored, I'd watch it. I just I don't want to watch. I don't want to lose. Well, it's so we did. that's so weird. Like you, you play video games is like one of your hobbies and you lose all the time on stream. And, and as a Canadian here, we don't lose very often. Like it's very nice being Canadian. Like this year we did have probably the next Connor McDavid. That's what it's called. Like I was, I was having this conversation with someone earlier is you had when Wayne Gretzky and Marlon Mew retired, we got Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin eventually. And then I don't care anybody says we hadn't had anybody in that ilk until Connor McDavid. From what I see and what I hear, this Connor Bedard guy, he's the next ilk of like elite, elite, elite. Like, you know, we got pants boy Austin Matthews. He just scores goals. He, he doesn't pants count. Boy. <laughs> uh, he likes taking his pants off in front of women in public. True story. You were there. You, no, were, I was you were not doing there. it with him. I was not <laughs> yeah, doing I was that. I am a married man. I did not do that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, this is a Bruins podcast, and they're on a, a West Coast road trip, and it's tough watching those games. It is. I, I See, back in the day, by back in the day, I mean like two years ago, um, like I was able to stay up for those because my sleeping schedule was, you know, let's sleep until 11 and work at 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then, you know, get out in time for a West Coast game. Now that I'm on that nine to five grind, it's uh, yeah, by by 930, 10 p.m., I'm, I'm getting ready to head to bed <laughs> or pass out on the couch and miss a podcast like uh, happened with Court and I earlier. So um, welcome to being old. Yep. Yes. Just wait till the knees go. And then Dude, when, when, it, fell, when it starts I, raining, you're going to be like, oh, man, we we needed some rain. And then I fell like, oh, at man, hockey this week and fell on my knee. And my knee is actually killing me. You should just chop it off at this point. It might not be salvageable. But I will say this for the people on the West Coast. The NHL has done something this year that they used to do like the games, like the, the, the two minute games. You can actually go on YouTube now and they give you like a good chunk of the game. Yeah, like you'll see like 10 to 15 minutes almost yeah. in the extended. So I've been highlight. watching anytime they do a West Coast trip. That's what I watch. Like this morning, I watched the drubbing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I got to watch the 7-1. 
which was nice. Pasta with his three goals. That's what five goals in two games. He's so <laughs> Not good. too shabby. And then do you yeah. see Fluto's story today of the uh, they are far apart, which yikes. Just but the Bruins have been um, the most dominant team since 1940 to start mm. an NHL season. Like that's mm. crazy. Like yeah. they have been that good and they were good last year, but I think finally having a defenseman that's playing time, I, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this so many, so many, so many times. Whenever we do trades, everybody's always like, oh, well, this and this and that. Trades take time to impact a team. Mm-hmm. So when Lindholm came to the team last year, he's got to learn systems, especially the Boston Bruins. They are a, the most, one of the most system storied franchises there is. The system has always been the same. My dad's told me this. It's just, it's always the same. Coaches can tweak it but you're still playing this specific system in, in, in Boston. Right. And so Lindholm took some time to get in there. And, and last year, also, when you think about Marshan and Pasternak, now we all know they were injured the whole year. Right. Yeah. And then you lose Tuka, So you have your goalies going back and forth, but there was a lot of question marks, but this year they had a defense. Lindholm stepped it up. And even with the guys missing, everybody sort of like fit. Coyle took that new role. Um, Taylor Hall, I don't know what was going on last year. He just, he's playing better this year. And then Krejci, like finally he admitted the whole reason he was gone was just because the pandemic, he missed his family and he couldn't be away from them for another year, which is totally understandable. Yeah, fine. But like, hey, you people can say the other thing with it. That wasn't really it. But And then he comes back and shocker, one of the most consistent centermen in the last 15 years in the NHL is playing well. Not a shocker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this team is very good. Allmark has played great. I think... All-star. All-star Allmark. That's right. All-star Allmark. You know, that's the other crazy part. When you look at this team, Allmark's the all-star. If Pasta's not there, that's just... Well, he'll get it through with the fan vote. But still, like, there's there's so many players on this team. I would think... I hate the all-star game to begin with. I hate the all-star game to begin with. But if I was the three all-stars in the first half of the Bruins... To me, are all Mark Lindholm and and Pasta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Bergeron should be an All Star every single year. Doesn't well, yes. he not well, like he's it? Automatic in. Doesn't he not like like going? Is that true? Who? I Bergeron? don't know if that's true. I just I know that a lot of players usually don't like going as they get <clears> in their here. career. Um, well, a lot of that because they one they don't want to get hurt in the thing, and two. The season is a very long yeah. thing. And to spend that little week with your family is huge. A lot of players go on vacations, right? Like I'm sure we're gonna see the the pictures of the the guys on some all-inclusive resort getting getting wasted. Um those are gonna come out. And and Bergeron being Bergeron, I would assume um he just likes spending time with his family. Like a lot a lot of people thought him going to the All-Star game last year was the the Swan song, right? And like everybody was like, oh, he's not coming back. Well, yeah, he was always yes, coming again. back. Like yeah. he was always there was no reason for him not to come back. Um, but I am scared about Bergeron because what he said at the beginning of this season, he doesn't want to come back unless he can play at the top of his game. And he's not going to be that player that keeps playing like an Alachara until they have to kick him off the ice. I, I I'm scared about Bergeron retiring. Enjoy Scared. it while we can. Scared. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I am nervous about Bergeron retiring and where this team is going to go. I think he's like the one 
and maybe not the only player because you miss a guy like Poster or Marshy. That's huge too. But um, you see this team right now, like you lose DeBrusque, who's your first line winger to injury. And not that he's the star in this team, not that he's the David Pasternak or anything. Or not that he really almost, is a first line winger. But anyways, continue. You, you, you don't like, it's almost like you don't realize he's gone because of how deep this these forwards are. Yep. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Throw Taylor Hall into your top six because you have an injury? Oh, boo-hoo. Like, yeah. Oh, man, Martian Pasta Bergeron is your top line again. Damn. Really <laughs> feeling it. it. <laughs> gotta yeah. hate injuries. It's so hard. <laughs> you got us. But I, I still think they are um, the team that needs maybe another winger and a defenseman that can, as long as barring injuries, they can have this same core because, you know, Bambi on the back end, Brandon Carlo, fingers crossed. He hasn't got injured yet, which is mm-hmm. it's crazy to say. Amazing. Well, and McAvoy too. McAvoy usually yeah. goes, he started the year injured, but, you know, McAvoy doesn't have a season without, you know, getting a little about a little owie. So I'm wondering what the second half is going to do to this, uh, to this core. First of all, you've got Krejci, who's already missed some time. Bergeron, who's had a couple stingers, you know, gone down the tunnel and come back. Are they going to um, bring in other guys sooner rather than later? The the trade deadline is only 49 days away. I, I Googled it before we 49 days. That's it. That's not a long time. So my question to you guys, why do I do this every time, Drew? I take sorry for taking. Well, over. the last so the last time you were on, I got way too drunk and you had to take over. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Name of the show. Uh, <laughs> What do you guys think the team needs? Because they're obviously going to add. Yeah. I, well, don't I don't forget see they have all in. They have Riley too, like just chilling in Providence. And he's yeah, like, a, I, I would he's... say he's a, you know, he's a legit top four. I mean, I think he could play top two other places. I think he's second pair. Like, yeah, he's seen the well, crap bag teams. If Chris was here, he'd agree with you. But I, the dude can play. Not yes. on the Bruins, he won't be top pair. I think he could be second or third. His asset is already there. Is my is my look at it? Yeah, they already but, have a guy who could do what he can do. But if they lose better. someone and you have to move in Riley, correct, and like, that's the reason. But I no, still think really good. Okay, but regardless of what they have, Waba, I'm asking, what do you think they can bring in? What do they need? What is this? What is this team who is playing? As you said before, we started this like a wagon. What do they need? Oh, um, I want Bo Horvat so bad. Yeah. I've been a big Bo fan for a while. The only other non-Bruins jersey I have is a Bo Vancouver. <laughs> like, hey, but realistically, um, does he make the team better? I mean, you can move some of the centers over to wing if you really need to, but also you're future-proofing. Like, it's not like he won't make an immediate impact. Can you? Do you have the? Can you afford him though? That's the only. Yeah, like, other I think thing. you can afford him. I think the assets. I don't think they have. Like That's- that. He. He's. He is. Uh, first round draft pick in probably one of the best drafts in the last since 2015. We won't talk about that draft, but it's one of the best drafts since that draft. And so that first round pick is the reason why a lot of trades haven't happened because that first round pick is a ton. It's worth a ton unless you're the Florida Panthers who traded it for Ben Chirot, but you, (laughs) it is worth a lot. So if the Bruins were to trade for Bo Horvat, your, your Fabian Lysel gone. Um, Beecher gone. Like you're having to keep, give up. I'd rather keep much. Fabian. Oh my god, look at that little baby. You're gonna Woo! have to give up everything to get this guy. I'd I'd be willing to do everything but Fabian. Like but I think if, okay, we're, we're looking too. at right now. 
Does, no, but I'm okay with the pick being gone. But, but I I understand that. So I'm I'm gonna I'm, let me let me rephrase this. Does Bo Horvat and cleaning out the cupboard make you a Stanley Cup contender, or could you acquire assets that cost? Whoa, you whoa, nothing? whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean make you a Stanley Cup contender? Corey? No, 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 no. Sorry, he's, he's <laughs> I was trying to ask. I want I want Bo. I was asking if what player you'd want to bring in at the deadline because it's only 49 days away. And he mentioned Borhovat, and I I still think he's a great option in the summer. I'm just trying to to get more out of Waba here because I I don't think that makes any sense this year because I don't think you have Patrice Bergeron, you have David Krejci, you have Charlie Coyle. That's your that's ta- your one two three. I you could bring in another center, but that center is either going to play third slot or fourth slot. They're not playing one or two. Well, the so, Bruins like to play their centers on the wing. Yeah, but if you're giving away lies, you're giving away literally your cupboard. And possibly losing Mar- you're possibly losing Krejci and Bergeron in the summer. You're giving away all your future for a guy that is at the he's yeah. not at the pinnacle of his career. He's having a career year, but he's not gonna be that's a lot to give away for a guy you could possibly just sign in the summer. That you could probably find other assets to help this team now. And I don't so think they need much help, but they're gonna do it. I think I agree with you there. It's like why, why really sell out on the future if like this team can win a Stanley Cup as is. That doesn't say it can't be added to, but I don't know. Do you want to risk the entire career of, of Fabian Lysel in a Bruins uniform to no. get what are the what? How much are you really increasing this team's odds if you add Bo Horvat or something like that? Right? It's not that much of a difference versus what you're sacrificing for that. I don't think it's worth it for a team like this. I can do it either way. And Waba, I'd be honest with you, I would be 100%. He's your number one target in the offseason. 100%. Because yeah, you're, I want him Not yeah, on the team. Everybody would want him. Like, he is <laughs> He is literally, Bergeron retires. You're like, okay, we just filled that spot with a guy who plays a lot like him. Unfortunately, yeah. not him, but plays a lot like him. It'd be but, great because he comes in and we just retire his number immediately. It'll be so easy. Just Bo Horvat in the rafters. Love it. I want him on the team. <laughs> Well, see, I'm waiting for them it's to do easy. that with Connor Clifton after this year. Send 75 yeah. up to the Raptors. Why are they not retiring the whole like, team's numbers? He has to wear like 57. Did you see that article? Like all of a sudden, Clifton makes it's. It's remember when um, Grizzlick made Krug expendable. Now I'm seeing all the the, the hockey writers put. You know, Clifton is making Grizzlick expendable, and I'm like. Why is no. anybody ever going to realize what type of hockey player Matt Grizzick is? Because he's never any of these things they keep saying is. He's just he's a one of the best two way defensemen. And why would you why would you get rid of that guy? It doesn't make any sense. Why yeah. is he expendable? I just don't get it. To get Bo Horvat. Oh thank yes. you. I did. I that's you bringing up the defense. Dude. The defense has played unbelievable this year. Yeah, I like but, how you're hosting. <laughs> I'm trying. Here. Uh, well, I was gonna joke about me, me the co-host, joining 15 minutes into the podcast because I just got home to eat dinner. Oh, well, you were. Well, I know you're here. You're just through. muted. You host all the yeah, time. I want your opinion. Just, I was okay. staying Drew, silent the whole time. <laughs> Drew's already avoided the uh, the question. Drew, what do you think they can bring in? What do you think is the um, perfect pieces? I mean, I can't say anything specific, honestly, because uh, realistically, I don't know really what the bait is out there. I, it's going to be tough to add anything because, I mean, you would have to move some sort of cap hit if you're going to bring in a, like a solid addition. Uh, really, I mean, ideally, I'd just like to see him give up draft picks, but the draft kick picks are going to be worth shit. Like their first rounder could very well be a, the 32nd overall Their first pick. rounder this year would be <laughs> worth a lot, but I don't, I don't see him moving it. 
Well, well, isn't their first rounder like theirs? If, yes, if they well, right now run, they have it, but like I said, this is one of the pick. deepest drafts in years. Okay, okay. But still, I don't know. I don't know what else. Like they've got you can two point really eight seven five in deadline cap space as of right now. I'd be okay with getting rid of the first. I know it's a deep draft, but if you can add a piece that puts you over the top, I'd say it's worth it. Especially like I don't know the uh, the literally the only person off the table for me is Fabian because I think he's like he's unreal. Um, everybody else, like let's do it. Like this is this is this is the year of years. So I'll, I'll give you two guys that you could get cap space off of if you did deals. So you have Craig Smith, $3.1 million. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. yeah. And then you have, <laughs> oh, geez, Riley's not even on the roster. I got to go all the way down here. <laughs> Thank God. Good. Thank God. Certain someone's Tell on me here. forward. Riley is played. one point. <laughs> Cam knew exactly where I was going. It's Riley is 1.8 million. So that's, it's, it's almost $5 million right there. Dude, get him out of here. And I again, he's not bad if you got to bring him in. Well, I saw him playing in Providence right after he got sent out. That dude does not care about that. He wants gone. He was like not even helping well, like defend people. He he's a very good defenseman, and he's not. It's not like you're trading garbage to a team, right? Either player, like Craig Smith was um was one of Butchie's guys, and you know Jim is not a big fan. But you know, it's not a story right now. It is well, what Craig it is. Craig Smith but... has always been with the Bruins, very streaky. Yes. And he can like fill in that like middle that middle six. And I guess anyone could play next to Bergeron Marshawn, which he had at some points. One hundred percent. I just don't think yeah, I think it, but he's a guy too. If you don't move him, you have an injury in the playoffs, like significant injury. Yep. That's the guy on this roster that I want in there. Like otherwise, what you got Wagner. That's a good Which, point, but Wagner has played well in the playoffs. Yeah, and Wagner would slot in good on that fourth line mm-hmm. if you need to bump people up. But like, if you need someone to slot in on that that first line because the the check line is doing so good and that third line is doing so good, you're not going to throw Wagner there. You're no, not going to hundred percent right. Throw him on the fourth line and have like I don't know Nosek go up to the first line or something like so. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, if he he's got the cap hit, and how long's that deal? When does that expire? Hold on, I had cap friendly just open. Who on which player? Craig. Uh, Craig, Craig Smith, man with two first names. Craig Smith, he is done at the end of this year. Oh, okay. So Get right now you're you're pending UFAs. Um, David Pasternak, Pavel Zaka, Craig Smith, Patrice Bergeron, Thomas Nosek, Chris Wagner, David Krejci. Well. And gotta, Connor Clifton. We're going to lose everybody here. from Ch- the Chechia. We need to call the consulate and demand that they stay in Boston. So if you could bring... So, to, so Cam, who do you, what do you think is a reasonable... You don't have to name players. Positions, ads. Like, what do you, what do you think would think, not destroy this team and still make them stronger? I think you have to look to the wing, right? I Like perfect world i don't know how you get the deal done i think somebody probably gives a better offer but like somebody like timo meyer would be pretty cool to add i no, he's producing like a motherfucker this year too he's got like 40 and 41 i think yeah so somebody's gonna probably be able to offer more than boston's willing to and that's the thing is like it's kind of a split decision for me because on one hand i'm like like if there's a year that like we've seen the bruins do the the get over the hump trade for pretty much every year the last decade right maybe on or off for like a year or two right and 
it does feel like, all right, if there's a year that you should actually do it, like, knock on wood, clearly this is the team. At the same time, this team's rocking a, what, like, 850 points percentage right now? And I know it's not playoff hockey, you know what I mean? There's all that stuff, too. But, like, I also don't think you need to overspend to make that change. Like, they're in a weird spot. And granted, like, you know, we're 30 fucking two, five, whatever games into the season, 40 games into the season, almost halfway through. So a lot can change by the time this team could hit a 10-game losing streak and it's a totally different season, right? It's kind of the way it goes. Um, but, like, they're in this weird, like, space right now where I think they're too good to need to do something, but good enough that they're worth investing in. Like, if I go into the playoffs with this team, I they're, they're obviously the, the favorites right now. Can you add to it? Sure. Could we if we slapped in Timo Meyer on the wing, all of a sudden, like the top nine is like the nineteen eighty like USSR team. But except half <laughs> which <Jack>. lost. <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> that's, which did famously which lost to a which bunch of kids. Famously lost one time and then pretty much won every other time. Um but you know what I mean? It's like you don't have to do it. And I'm not sure I wanna risk like a Lysel or like, you know, years worth no. of 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 talent to do that but also like clearly this team's got a chance and if you have a chance to improve it that's something you should look into at least and you asked me last year like you know who should go okay well felino his you know i was like oh his contract stinks he's not doing anything i do not feel that way at all he's so great he's been elite like he's 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 got the non-tangibles i hate saying that uh trent love trent wasn't doing well this year it's like like this is who he was supposed to be like yeah. it's so everybody's cool. having the career year. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's ridiculous. Everyone's I, stepping up, and then Allmark. Everyone was like, "What are you doing here?" Swayman's the number one. I made a shirt about it. Allmark is the all star. People are calling him Big Weenus Linus. He can get his those shirts right outside the garden. <laughs> it's insane. Like, what are you at? Like, everyone's so good. It's like a the NHL franchise team with no salary cap on. <laughs> unreal. I, I think I think Trent Frederick is like the the reason I really like him just as a player and how he's turned out is he was a first round pick. I'm like 99.9% sure. I'm always, I always question myself once I say something on this podcast, Um, but like, I feel like a lot of people think, Oh, if your first round pick doesn't turn out to be a top six forward or a a top on your top two pairs defensively or starting goaltender, then it's a bust. That's what a lot of first round picks wind up being. If it winds up being an NHL starter who produces for you, plays a key role in your team. That's exactly what Trent Frederick's doing. And I I think the, the Trent Frederick hat trick is a, is two goals in a fight, right? It's not the Gordy Howe hat trick. It's the, it's Trent Frederick hat trick now. Um, but yeah, love Trent. We call um, that two talks and, Tilly. And, you know, you, met, yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Felino. Like, I think he's critical to this team just as a guy in the locker room. Like, I think he has done so much as a leader in whether or not he's producing on a given night or goes through a cold streak or something. He's still so big in that room. Uh, I mean, he he basically has an honorary A on his jersey. Just just the role he's playing in that regard. So they're just it's basically anyone on the starting roster, I don't feel comfortable trading like maybe no sick because he's the kind of player you can, you can replace. Um, but a lot of these guys, they're just on like everyone's on their a game at the same time. And if someone is off their game one night, another guy steps up and, and covers them. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I look at this roster and I'm like, okay, that's why I, I, I point out Mike Riley and, and C- Craig Smith. I'm like, those mm-hmm. are the two guys you can move because 
yes, Craig Smith is that guy, Drew, that if you do have an injury, you sure as heck want him in the lineup. But if you're already moving him to bring in a piece, it's like whatever. Like Craig Smith, some of his intangibles that he brings, well, Nick Felino's just doing them better this year. Yep. Like Nick Felino had a year to get into the system, and it's obvious that he was still had lingering issues from that injury that he had in Toronto. Like there's there's a lot of guys that were playing hurt last year that were all like, oh, they're having career years. Well, you know what? They were hurt last year. David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, Nick Flynn. They all had lingering stuff going on. Even Bergeron had some stuff going on that, you know, we didn't always hear about, but he had stuff going on. Like that one time I texted Drew, I was like, yeah, he ain't playing next game. Cause I was at the game and I was like, yeah, I just saw the guy. Like he ain't playing the next game. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, you know, four days later, like Bergeron ain't playing. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think so. Cause like these guys have things going on. So this team to me is the, I don't think you can add anything unless you're bringing in guys that are going to be UFAs that are pretty much putting the screws to their team that they're like, I want to go there. Like when Taylor Hall decided when he was in Buffalo, he's like, yeah, so I'm going to be a Boston Bruin. And they were like, well, with this, they like, no, I'm going to be a Boston Bruin. Like, like their agent, like everything happened that Boston was just like, they offered more. And then they were like, we don't have to give you anything else. Like we know <laughs> we he only wants to come here and you have no choice. Yeah, get So make the deal. Up. And I think there are some of those deals out there for the Boston Bruins so for some big players. I think there's some players that are going to be available that have, you know, uh, one's in Chicago, um, American born kid. And I think he's going to pretty much say like, I'm going there. Like they're going to, it's going to be like a Gimla that year when he chose to go to Pittsburgh, when Boston gave the better offer. Right. I do wonder like, uh, maybe as, as far as younger guys go too, is like, you know, obviously this is a team that if you end up there, you have a chance to win right now, but also it's a team that has aging pieces, right? The Bergeron's the crate. If you're yep. a center, and you can go be a third line guy. I mean, I know they have Coil or whatever. You can slide in theoretically as a third line guy, win a championship potentially with two guys above you who are about to leave in the next three years. And you can get paid and become maybe the new number one or number two mm-hmm. and win a championship on the way. Why would you not? And clearly they still, you know what I mean? If you have, if you bring in more talent and you've still got the McAvoys, the Swaymans, the Hampus Lindholms, you know what I mean? The David Posternots, hopefully. Like, Man, hopefully. After that news today, I was like, ooh, that made me nervous for the first time <laughs> I ever with them. I was like, they are far apart. I... They don't. The Bruins are not. I'm bringing like my Red Sox stress into the Bruins right now, and the energy is just not what I need. Even though they got the Devers deal done, but like I'm so worried well, now about Pasternak. Because well, the if they're thing. if they're once, give him the Devers deal, it's easy. What's yeah, the, no, I'm all in on that. It's possibly the Devers deal. What's the uh, Red Sox play in the Summer Classic, which is going to be indoors at yeah. TD Garden? Uh, <laughs> everyone can yell at Don Sweeney to make sure they sign Pasternak. Well, I said with the, the amount of Trulies and hot dogs I saw people buying at the winter classic there's no reason they couldn't pay devers it was just so much just just meat and booze just everywhere yeah. cord i got a question for you sure i i know you're a butch guy i am too i don't want to make it sound like i'm not oh it's okay i can be straight up like i am yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. let's be honest here um he is my cousin and so yeah i take wow you're finally like, coming out with that yeah i don't care anymore i'm not on any like I'm i had to keep nothing. that secret for like three yeah. years man <laughs> 
Yeah, Drew lost a finger getting tortured. He didn't give you up. Nobody even listens to this anyway, so it's still ah. You know what? It's not even that. It's it's been enough time. I yeah. I I'm a Bruce Cassidy fan. I I have a Vegas Vegas night sweater in the back here. I uh I might go to Vegas next weekend and go check out Connor McDavid in Vegas. That'd be sweet. The Bruise and Broods podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. The NFL playoff picture is locked in. And there's no better place to bet than DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. So don't feel the sweat like ever before. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for the details. Um, anyway, my question is, do you think, obviously, Felino was playing hard last year, right? We were talking about that. But he's also assumed that intangibles role that we were talking about, right, this year. Do you think that happens if there's not that chance? I don't think it has to do with Cassie leaving as much as there being kind of a vacant spot for leadership there. And him, like, I don't know if he steps up into that same role that we've seen him in this year if there's not a coaching change and a little bit of a leadership shakeup. And he kind of has that opportunity to say, all right, we have young guys here and I've been here and you know what I mean? I'm not having my best year, but here's a chance for me to step up and provide a new way. And I feel like that's helped this game. But I don't know. Do you think that he still has that? Like, obviously you brought him in partially for veteran presence, right? But like, it's been pretty remarkable for guys who like, like me, who just watch on TV and you can really tell that he's like, he's the team dad. And that's with guys like Bergeron and, and Marshawn who have been there for a while. Right. Yeah. I'm not I think, sure that happens. I think a lot has to do with, Montgomery not being a fan of Smith. Um, Felino actually, when you if you remember when he first came to the team, he got a lot of opportunities. Like they were playing mm-hmm. him a ton. Yeah. Um, I don't think they played him actually. Yeah, they did play him on the power play for a bit, but they took him off real quick because he wasn't just wasn't doing anything right. I think they even put even put him on the power play just to see if they could get him going. I think I, I said it before how Craig Smith was that role last year, but I think Nick Felino as a former captain of a hockey club can do it better and i think he would have had that role he just struggled and i think it could have it probably wouldn't have happened with the coaching change just because butch became when a coach starts liking a certain player like like montgomery doesn't like smith like he, he does there's no doubts about this one i don't think anybody can deny this one he don't like the guy he didn't like morgan he didn't like mike riley either he didn't like either conveniently Riley's in the minors and Smith is barely playing. Like it's just, it is what it is. If DeBrusque isn't hurt, Smith isn't playing. I I don't think, yeah, I don't think Felino um, emerges. He's still be, he's still that leader and would have continued on the roster, but I don't think he emerges like he has this year. If the coaching change doesn't happen, I still say till I'm blue in the face, Krejci comes back regardless. He was coming back. Yeah. Like, I can say this guys. Hey, Krejci was coming back last year. And they couldn't make it work. 
They couldn't get him here in time, so they didn't have to clear waivers. And they knew that if we went through waivers, he was getting claimed. And they tried to make getaways around it, and they couldn't. So Butchie was the co-chair last year, and Krejci was coming back. And it just yeah. it couldn't work. So it is what it is. Um, with with regards to Felino, yeah, I, I don't think he does with the coaching change. Because they, they have the same rule on the ice. I say Felino brings way more off the ice. And I think he even brings more on the ice now. Like when he does the little hug, when when Allmark Allmark was hurt for a while. Yeah. Like I love mm-hmm. and I love mm-hmm. the fact that he's the last guy now. He is filling that role um that Bergeron used to have when Char was the the captain. You had Bergeron, you knew he was that unofficial captain. I would safe to say that Felino is the unofficial captain of the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Like when Bergeron's not around, I like they even said it, I, I think it was um but three games ago when they were down 2-1 going into the third period, it wasn't Bergeron who made the speech in between the second and the third. It was Felino that made the speech yeah. in between oh, the second Fenway? and the third. Yeah, yeah. Fenway. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it was Felino who made the speech. Yeah, so they have such – that's one thing I look at this roster. You have a guy like Marshan who I still hate what he did last night with the Zegers thing. I just – I was like, dude, you don't need to do that anymore. Like, Trent Frederick can beat up anybody. Let's go, dude. He does not need you. <laughs> But um, that was like almost embarrassing for Brad Marchand. Are you? Oh, it was embarrassing up? for Zegers. Yeah, they play physical, so I think I gave it to one of their guys. Like, dude, oh, you went I think it was more it, embarrassing man. for Marchand. Like, you're standing up for Trent Frederick. I don't think he needs that, buddy. I, I'm sure he's like, thanks, little guy. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was, I was taking the whole thing. Like, they were I all the guys the were saying, yeah, exactly. I think it's thanks. more about this concept of like, oh, we can't not leave anything for him. So you know, fuck it, he's our boy. Like kind of thing. Like, I, I just look at how how much leadership you have on this team. You have Pasta, who's playing a lot better because he's got one of his mentors and his best friends back, and David Krejci. Regardless whether what line they're on, mm-hmm. yeah. just having him on the team at the same time does a lot for both of them. Um, especially because Pasta was. Um, extremely close to Butch, extremely on and off the ice. So you lose that father figure for him in the in the in the area, and you bring Krejci back, and it's it fixes that whole issue because that goes a lot for players. Yeah, there's a lot to say about how close this team is on and off the ice. Like they are ridiculously close off the ice. And that's a very good thing. Like a lot of people were always saying, Oh, like McAvoy is the next captain. Well, as of right now, you look at this roster. I don't know if you say that, like I, he, got he's time. got, he's got these <laughs> qualities, but like, Jesus, I think DeBrusque has been a bigger leader this year than McAvoy. That's so crazy. to think It's, it's, but it's true. <laughs> and, Oh, and that stuff about DeBrusque, that's all real that they didn't, it, it just didn't work out. <laughs> hey man, like I've, I'll say it every single episode till it gets old, which it already is. Once I shook Jake DeBrusque's hand late last <laughs> season, he's just turned over a new leaf. Right he actually that. played amazing late last season. He, you did it. Like everybody's exactly. like, oh, he's he's, so he's just gotten better since Butch has left. I'm like, actually, he was one of their best players in the second half of the season, like so by if, far. If anyone out there needs their life to turn around, just let me know. I'll shake your hand. Well, yeah, I guess they were. Sure. People joked that the Bruins only won the Winter Classics because some Bruins fans shook Gretzky's hand. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Well, I saw. Did you see the video? That was amazing. It worked. He scored literally right after that. It was just like impeccable. But I, I look at this team and the leadership they have. Like Trent Frederick is no longer um, playing with a, a swivel on at all times and trying to punch everybody in the face. He's just playing hockey. And oddly enough, that was one of the things that the coaching staff and the, the upper management were trying to instill into him 
And I'm glad Montgomery did. They they have history from St. Louis, so he knows him. So maybe it was easier to listen to it from Montgomery than it was from Butch. Because that's also a thing. Like coaches have a shelf life on any team. Like when when Butch came in, you know, I liked Claude. Like it was like it's like a yeah. thing, but everybody on the team liked Claude. But after a while, it's just it's not that the voice doesn't work anymore. It's certain guys just don't don't get inspired by it anymore. Like you saw when they played Vegas, uh, you know, Bergeron made sure he goes and talks to him and they, they hang out after the game and blah, blah, blah. But like the newer kids, it's not the same. They didn't, they didn't play in Providence for him. So when it starts that, that might wear off. Right. And any coach can wear off. So I think actually in the long run, it was way better for the Bruins to pull the trigger. Now they bring in a coach that is way more of a player's coach than anything, but I guarantee five years from now, we're going to be doing a podcast saying how players hate him and, you know, no one wants Jim Montgomery here because that's just the way it works. Everything that was said about Butch this summer was the same stuff. Everybody said about Claude, exact same yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like to a T he doesn't play the kids. When he first got here, he only plays the kids, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's just, that's just the way it works. It's the way of the game. That's what you sign up for. That's why you exactly. Get paid the big bucks, I'm yeah. happy. I am <laughs> extremely happy though. I'm in a perfect world for me. This year's Stanley Cup Finals, the Boston Bruins versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights. No, stop. They're, they're, I don't so want. I don't want to play them. I want to play them. That would actually. Play. That would hurt me a little bit. I don't know why. Like, just. I still think the Bruins win. They're the better team yeah, right now. They should. They're the it best would team feel the better if the Bruins won against them, but it would feel ten times worse than losing to any other team if you lose to Cassidy's Knights. Yeah. Well, you know, either way, I win. So. Yeah. Either way, you you you'll find a way to. I don't agree with cup. that. I would way rather lose to Bush than St. Louis again. Oh God! Ooh, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. That was actually, I'd rather lose to Bush than probably most teams. Then I'd be happy for Butch at least. I I just would I would almost like I would not that I would rather them lose, but like it pains me more oddly enough to think about beating him because then I'm like ah. You, I'm like, glad they they split it so far, right? But they like, lost you know, the they lost the Bruins lost the first one, so Bush yeah. gets his Bush is, and then the second yeah, one the Bruins the win. They, mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins, right? Except for the cup, but you know, Jack Eichel's not in Buffalo anymore. Everybody wins. <laughs> oh, Tage Thompson. Yeah, Tage Thompson. The the Boston Bruins could have had him for a fifth rounder once, and they didn't do it. Like, stop. God, they make that's a real thing, though. Yeah, I should have won a good It's it's one of those things, though, that I feel like you could look back. Like, how can you predict this is how he's going to perform? No, no. Would he even perform like that in Boston? I know a lot of this butterfly effect. You've been listening to me far too often. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that is definitely the way I I say that about Matt Barzell all the time. Barzell would not got on the opportunities in Boston that he got in the Long Island. Would he develop the same way? And I have to 100% agree with Drew. I hate the shoulda, coulda, wouldas because you never know how a player develops. Yeah. He you never know. Matt Grisbrook he, does, he, he probably does not develop anywhere else. Like he probably he would have missed a team breakfast. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't sleep with the, the owner's daughter or player's wife. You don't do any of that stuff. God, God, the players just can't have fun anymore. <laughs> Taking the whole fun out of you don't fun punch anymore. an off-duty cop in in London, well, Ontario, then who are they and then get traded to, to the Sharks the next day. <laughs> don't do any of that stuff. If not a cop, but, but they can handle it. 
Who are they supposed to punch then? You know what? I really think that's one of the things I Getting love about the way. Boston Bruins organization is they don't give a crap who the player is. You you mess up enough, you're gone. Well, there yeah. was a situation earlier this season. Oh, well, no. Hold on, hold they, on, hold on. They care that, a little that, too much about You know what, player. Cam? I know you're named after the guy. But yeah. Jesus, he makes terrible decisions. And oh. then points fingers at everybody else but himself. Yeah, but you know yeah, what? I... We all know it was him. We yeah. all know he does stupid <laughs> trades. We all know he puts his, I'm going to do this. And the fact that he was the only one in the media and he was just pointing fingers at everybody was the most embarrassing thing in the Bruins organization yeah. ever. And the day the guy gets fired will be a great day for the organization. Yeah, yep, I said a, it. That was a tough one. He might have <laughs> been a great a player, one. but he is a terrible in the front office. Terrible. Yeah. Cam uh, almost changed his name. We, we all know it's him. Back. He made this deal, right? <laughs> to Chris Hasbro. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, I'm fuck like I'm, I'm sitting just here. Right, we're going to get Chara right? in the but I was, soon anyway. If I had to guess, I'd Heavy odds on Neely for sure. Just the way he did that press conference, I was just like, "This is oh yeah, embarrassing." Yeah, like just Don Sweeney just sits there and says nothing because Cam's just like, "You, you, 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 you." How did how did this happen? How did this happen? It's because you made it happen because everybody else said no and you were like, "It's gonna happen anyways." Just like everybody didn't want Mass Bolesky and you're like, "Let's do this." No one wanted to trade Dan (laughs) Heinen, but he's like, "Let's do this." Like, let's bring in all these garbage players. Because every year he's like, we need, we need truculence. We need tr- we need toughness. And every year Don Sweeney's like, Did you get like, that right. word from NHL 23? <laughs> <laughs> every year Don Sweeney's like, dude, just, he's, he's like that thing in the corner. Just, just shut up. Just shut up. And then finally he's just like, fine, fine. I'll do the deal. Like, every time Bruins fan base gets pissed, it's like, why did they make this trade? Sweeney sucks. Yeah, maybe it's that guy that throws water bottles at walls that sucks more. I'll jot it down. Um, <laughs> I just, I, it just, it frustrates me because you can, you can literally see a Neely move like 20 steps ahead. You like see a guy that just, all he does is punch people in the face and you're like, Oh, Cam Neely wants him on the team. That's for sure. Let's let's trade something good like Dan Hyden for him. Yeah. <sighs> it hurts. It hurts, yeah. man. Well, I, d- I know we got to wrap up soon. Waba or Cam, do you have anything you'd like to add? I'm going to put Cord on mute here. And uh... <laughs> I just, I, you know, it's, it's been nice to, to get riffing again here. We gotta do, I'm, I'm upset. I had to show up late to this. We gotta, we gotta run this back ASAP. It's been a good time. Specifically without Chris. Yeah. Izzy can come. Izzy's always welcome. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who's wondering, Chris is currently doing gymnastics. That's why he can't be here. No, Is his, he doing gymnastics? His, no, no. Yeah. His, yeah. his soon-to-be <laughs> stepdaughter is doing gymnastics. Oh. Well, you I know what? think he should be. Good doing. on Chris. I, You know what? I'm happy for him, and I would have done the exact same. Except he would have joined the podcast from the from the gymnastics. Studio. Also, Cam, the first half of this podcast is the gymnastics Wabla and, and Drew questions. So. Oh, I figured. Yeah, no, that's that's why we have the on, buddy. It's just like, all right, we're kind of tired tonight. We need some good content. We don't go out <laughs> do it, so we're just gonna have court do it, and you know, we'll we'll jump in every once in a while, and boom, Bruce and Bruce podcast <laughs> <laughs> with no alcohol. It's the yeah. sober. Uh, no, I'm drinking a little bit, not much, but you know, just a little. Oh, Actually, I was about to say it's just the Bruins podcast. <laughs> There's no Bruins. 
Yeah, yeah. I actually cracked this open, and then I realized the date on the bottom of the can is from November of last year. I don't know if that was the date it was well, manufactured. Like last year, like 2022? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fermented a bit more. <laughs> if it doesn't it smell, who cares, man? Yeah, it's, no, it tastes fine. But I was like, is this when it was made or when it was supposed to? Because I bought this pretty recently, too. I was like, I don't think grocery stores should be selling this if it's, like, expired. But maybe that was when it was made. I bottle, still have a Wagner's did. beer. That I'm gonna, I will. Oh, yeah, the year old. I'm gonna, I'll, maybe I'll drink one if they win, even though he might yeah. not play. Well, he played, he played last night and he Put had a stellar, a stellar, uh, zero plus minus. He was 25% in the face off dot. That's about it. That's Hall of Fame stats. You know, didn't hey, give up any goals. Love it. It's actually the best time to play him. You, you, you know, everybody's like, oh, they beat the Ducks. I'm like, they're like literally one of the worst teams in the NHL. Like, Chris I woke Wagner, up this morning, former Duck. In the Toronto, Toronto was like the Toronto Maple Leafs put a beating to the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm like, I would hope they put a beating to one of the worst <laughs> teams in the NHL. Like, what, what, what kind of a headline is that? Did Hags write that? Oh, all the way in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, probably. Jesus Christ. <laughs> beating to the Philadelphia Flyers. Waba in court. Uh, shout out your shit. Promote your stuff. Um, we, I know we got three dads in a pod that y'all have in common, but anything else you want to, you want to promote because to our Go millions Waba. and millions of, of listeners. Yeah. So if you want to hear someone ranting and having takes that either aren't true or that I steal from court, <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitch at Twitch. Yeah, no, I, it happens all the time. The best is like, I have my stream and like someone will tell me something and I'll just straight up like write it down and just like steal it. So like it'll be mine later, and someone will be like, "Hey, like we talked about that, like, and you said it on the podcast." I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but you can find me on, <laughs> uh, and I play a lot of NHL. So uh, if you play NHL, Twitch.tv/slash Wobble Plays, I stream weekdays, and you can hang out with me in court every Wednesday at 7:30 at YouTube.com/slash Three Dads in a Console, where we talk about video games, and that's actually how Court and I met. And turns out we're both Bruins fans, and then I get wrapped up with uh, Dubin Camp. So. Yeah. Hey, Court, thanks Crazy for, days. I guess, both of you guys. Thanks for having my client on that one time. That was oh, cool. it was fantastic. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah, he's a cool guy. But, yeah, you can find me uh, with Waba on Wednesdays at Three Dads in a Console, or you can find me on Twitter at Court Lawn, or you can find me every Monday at 1 p.m. on Carpool Gaming doing the PlayStation Drive. That's that's it. Or you can, you know, if you're ever out in the... If you don't uh, like video industry. games, you can just forget this episode. Every <laughs> not yeah, even, you know, imagine I, not liking video games in 2023. Like I said, on at Court Lawn on Twitter, I, I do talk hockey from time to time, or I make fun of people. Like, that, that's about it. But if you're ever in the Toronto area, you know, I, I go to hockey games, I do things. I just don't get out much. I got a kid. Why would you go out? It's weird. Outside's scary. Weird out there. It's all right. It's weird things out there. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. There's weird things out there. I want to just once. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining as well, Cam. Eventually. Yeah. Anytime, buddy. Well, actually, <laughs> clearly not anytime. But hey, you, you're better than better than Chris tonight. <laughs> oh, you know what? You can't make fun of Chris. He's being a good dad. Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>